Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study of Esther chapter 6 verses 4 and 5 in the God's Word translation. And the backstory is so amazing. So you need to, if you haven't listened to the podcast, go back and listen to the previous uh, podcast. We're at the section now where um, Satan has put in the heart of Haman to bring about Mordecai's death. Now he's already got the king to sign a decree to uh, kill every Jew in all of the provinces, but he wants to kill Mordecai now, like today. (laughs) But let's listen to God's word. The king asked, who is in the courtyard? At that moment, Haman came through the courtyard to the king's palace to ask the king about hanging Mordecai on the pole he had prepared for him. The king's staff answered, Haman happens to be standing in the courtyard. Let him come in, the king said. Again, that's Esther chapter 6 verses 4 and 5 in the God's Word translation. The commentary titles it Honor for Mordecai. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. We're continuing our look again at Esther chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. In the uh, foregoing chapters, again, Satan put into the heart of Haman to bring about Mordecai's death. The king was sleepless, and he had records uh, read to him, and included in those records is how um, Mordecai stopped an an assassination attempt and was never honored. But let's listen to the commentaries. It is now morning, and people began to stir. Haman is so impatient to get Mordecai hanged that he comes early to the court to be ready for the king to receive him before any other business is brought before the king to get a warrant for uh, Mordecai's execution. Which remember, he had decided this the day before because Mordecai would not bow or bend. So he wants to make sure that he's the first one to get to the king. The king is so impatient to have uh, Mordecai honored that he sends to find out who is in the court that is fit to be employed to do it. So he heard stirring in the court and he said, okay, maybe this is somebody who can do this for me. Or it could have been that maybe he wanted advice. But let me continue reading. Word is brought to him that Haman is in the court. Let him come in, says the king. And he says the fittest man to be of use for both directing and dispensing the king's favor would be Haman. The king knew nothing about the the quarrel that Haman had with Mordecai. 
payment is brought in immediately, proud of the honor being done him uh, by being admitted into the king's bedchambers, as it seems. Like maybe the king is still just resting after listening to the, the records of, the, of his events. And who, he hears someone stirring and, you know, and he wants to know who it is. So this is, it seems like it's before he gets up for um, the king gives, you know, the honor. He wants to honor Mordecai. So he wants to give the honor for dignifying Mordecai. And he will uh, be easy in his mind to try and sleep. So he says, let me get this off my, my plate, of my agenda of things I need to get done. So it's fresh on his mind. He wants to get it done while God has put that thought in his mind. And we have to remember God's hand is on everything that happens in this chapter. Nothing is happenstance. The fact that Haman is there, the person who hates Mordecai is there. And the king is thinking of honoring Mordecai. Let me get back to the commentary. Now, Haman thinks that he has the fairest opportunity he can wish for to solicit against Mordecai. But the king's heart is as full as his. But uh, his, the king's heart is to reward Mordecai, not kill him. And it's unclear whether the king just overheard someone in the court or if he was just seeking advice and wondered who's available. So that's why he asked. And it was Haman. Haman had come into the courtyard of the king's outer palace. And as I was reading it, I was wondering, I wonder if Mordecai was standing there or if, you know, depending on the time of day, if, you know, uh, Haman's already upset that Mordecai is not bowing or bending to him. If Mordecai was out, you know, where he usually is, where Haman would have to, you know, come before him and, Watch Mordecai just stand stiff and straight and not bow. But anyway, it is unclear whether Haman appears in the middle of the night or it is now early in the morning, as his wife had advised. Haman may have had permission to enter the king's court anytime because of his position and his ranking. Or maybe uh, being in the inner court didn't require a summons from the king. And the, narr the narrative introduces the element of what Haman is thinking. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. As we study the book of Esther, it shows us that you manage the affairs of men, even without their knowledge. Father, we know that you know what's going on in the courts of heaven, and there are no consequences or surprises on earth. Uh, to you. Did you know what's going on? Esther wasn't just lucky to be queen. Mordecai wasn't lucky to have overheard the assassination plots. Haman didn't just happen to enter the royal courts at the time uh, that he did. All of the events in this book are orchestrated by you, Father, and not by luck. And we thank you for that. 
we thank you that even though sometimes good things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people, we thank you, Father, that you are still in charge. We trust you. We trust your plans, realizing that all things work together for the good of those who love you and those who are called according to your purpose. As, and that's in Romans chapter 8. And Father, as we pray, as we always do, we pray for those who need you in a special way. Father, I want to say a special thank you for just blessing one of our nephews who's in the hospital right now, but his wife said he's doing well. So we thank you for that. We pray for those, uh, anyone else who needs you, needs that touch, that healing touch that only comes from you. We pray for those who are mourning. We pray for those who are in need, any whatever the needs are, Father. We know that you do hear and you do answer. Your word keeps telling us that. It keeps pointing to the fact that you're not deaf. You're not blind to what's going on. And we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.